Welcome to episode 190 of the first 40 miles. If you're new to backpacking, or if you're hopelessly in love with someone who wants you to love backpacking, then this podcast is for you. We'll talk about the essentials, how to lighten your load, and how to make the most of your time on the trail. I'm your host, Heather Legler. And I'm Josh Legler. And this is The First 40 Miles. Today on The First 40 Miles, What you may have thought of as an essential piece of backpacking gear isn't as indispensable as you think. Today, we're going stoveless, and we'll share some delicious ways to ditch the stove for your next trip. Then we'll test a whole food energy bar that has some sneaky vegetables added. And we'll share a thru-hiker's go-to container for soaking their meals. All this... And that's about it, today on the first 40 miles. As we're preparing for some of our summer trips, I keep looking for ways to lighten my pack. And besides doing a complete gear overhaul and purchasing all new ultralight equipment, I think there are some other really clever ways to cut pounds, that's right, pounds, not just ounces, while actually saving money. And the idea that I keep coming back to is stoveless cooking. And we actually talked about this quite a while ago, back in episode 44, where we talked about the top five reasons to go stoveless. And then when we went as a family to Three Mile Lake, that was a stoveless trip. And while it is really cool to bring a stove and heat up your meal and just kind of hold that warm meal as the temperature drops at night or have that really warm bowl of oatmeal in the morning when it's still kind of chilly, I really like the simplicity of going stoveless, that you don't need to buy fuel, you don't need to bring a stove, you don't need to babysit the stuff, the sludge that you're making uh, in the morning. You can be doing other things. So I like that it kind of frees you up, it lightens your pack, and that there are some really delicious options for going stoveless. If you're an experienced backpacker, you may be motivated to go stoveless because you see that you can reduce weight and volume in your pack, while at the same time cutting down on all that time you spend preparing and cooking meals and cleaning up the stuff that you used to cook the meal. But if you're a brand new backpacker, please also consider going stoveless, maybe even on your very first trip, because it means one less piece of gear that you need to buy. And also, on that first trip, you're going to be a little bit busy. Just You're going to be amazed how long the simplest things take that were very quick at home, but they take forever when you're on the trail. Uh, I think of things like taking out my contacts. At home, I just pop them out. On the trail, it's sort of an orchestrated production because I want to make sure I don't lose them in the dirt. And there's going to be lots of things like that on your first trip that just take many times longer than they did at home. So going stoveless could not only help you avoid buying one more piece of gear when you're buying all this gear you need to buy, but also you'll spend less time preparing meals and cleaning up after them. You know, when I get the catalogs and stuff for outdoor gear, They show this entire spread in front of the tent of, you know, a bowl, a plate, a spoon, a mug, a pot, a stove, all of these different components that they're trying to tell you should be a part of your meal, when in reality, 
All you need is a vessel to hold your food and a vehicle to get the food from the vessel to your mouth. That's it. Yeah, the only other thing you need is the food itself. Oh, that too. That's important. <laughs> but yeah, it really can be simple. You don't need to make it look like a Thanksgiving dinner and have your salad fork and your pickle fork <laughs> and your dessert fork and all those different forks. It can be very simple. And it can also be very, very varied. <laughs> Probably a better word I could have picked. It can be very, we'll say delicious. There are lots of different food types that you can bring with you as your stoveless meal. You're not just going to be eating granola bars for every meal. You're going to have a lot more options than you might think you have. So for today's top five list, we're going to be doing the top five easy go-to stoveless meals. We picked things that actually taste good cold. So yeah, technically you can have mashed potatoes that rehydrate with cold water, but that didn't sound super appetizing to us. <laughs> so these five meals are going to be ones that you actually look forward to eating. And the number one easy go-to stoveless meal is muesli. I called it muesli because it sounded fancy. I don't even know what language it is. I don't know. I don't know. European. It's European, which is fancy. So muesli is a breakfast cereal. It's also known as overnight oats. But basically, it's just rolled oats. It can be instant or old-fashioned. It doesn't matter. Uh, you can add some chia seeds in there. You can add some milk powder, coconut milk or cow's milk. Uh, you can add some chopped dried fruits some nuts, some seeds. Basically, you kind of just want it to be like a deconstructed granola bar. And then you add the water. And everything in the muesli is going to soak up the water. And it's going to make this really creamy, hearty breakfast cereal that's going to stick with you until lunchtime. And we shared a recipe for muesli in episode seven as the backpack hack of the week. But take that recipe and do whatever you want to with it, because really it's just a starting point. You can add whatever you want. There aren't really rules to muesli, but it's such a great filling, full of fiber breakfast that tastes great cold. This is also one of those meals that you can put in individual little snack size or sandwich size zip top bags, add the water, let it sit, and then you don't have anything to clean up afterwards except for your spoon. Oh, and one more thing, even though it's called overnight oats, I eat mine usually five minutes after I make it. Just enough for the oats to kind of get soft and the chia seeds to kind of plump up, then I eat it. So you don't have to leave it overnight to soak. The number two easy go-to stoveless meal is tortilla wraps. Tortillas are about the most versatile bread that you can take on the trail. And if you go into most grocery stores, there will be an entire aisle dedicated to tortillas. You can find ancient grain tortillas and whole wheat tortillas. Yeah, you can find corn tortillas, which aren't as versatile. They usually snap in half. They taste weird when they're raw. So I guess stick with the flour tortillas because those are the ones that you'll have the most success with on the trail. But you can put anything in a tortilla. You can put peanut butter in there, which is a quick and easy lunch. You can put a mixture of salami, cheese, and mustard. You can put a tuna packet in there with or without the mayo. 
You can also pack a powdered bean dip, like hummus or refried beans, rehydrate it, and then put that inside of your tortilla wrap. I've even seen tuna packets at the grocery store that already have the flavoring and the mayonnaise added. So I think it's becoming more of a popular lunch or office food item that people can just grab and eat on the go. And if you want to avoid food fatigue, you can also swap out the tortillas for crackers. If you want a little bit of crunch and variety, all of the fillings that we mentioned for tortillas work equally well with crackers. The number three easy go-to stoveless meal is soaked grain. This one's a little bit tricky because not all grains work for soaked grains. They have to be pre-cooked grains like bulgur. Bulgur has been pre-cooked and then dehydrated and then they sell it to you in these little pellets, little tiny bulgur pieces. Another grain that works really well is rice, but it has to be instant rice because instant rice has already been cooked, dried out, and all you have to do is add the water. Couscous also works really well for being soaked, although it's not technically a grain. It's more like a mini pasta and it's made with refined flour. So if you're trying to be super healthy on your backpacking trip, stick with bulgur and instant brown rice. To soak your grain, you'll just need to add equal amounts of grain and water and then soak it for about 60 to 90 minutes until the grain has soaked up all of the water. One of the cool things that you can do with the water is you can also add flavoring. So if you have coconut milk or tomato powder or some kind of bouillon that you want to use, you can add that to the water and it will soak into the grains. So a stove certainly makes things faster for rehydrating a dehydrated grain. But if you work it out right, you could actually spend less time preparing dinner stoveless than you would with a stove. You just got to keep the timing in mind. So it may be that you're an hour out from arriving in your campsite. You take your pack off for a quick trail break. You mix the dried grains with the water into a screw top canister. You stick it back in your pack and you hike on. And so while you're hiking for the next hour and then maybe some time when you get to camp and set up your tent or hammock, uh, your dinner is preparing itself. And we have some good bulgur recipes as the backpack hack of the week in episode 85 and episode 100. But if you want to go rogue and make your own, please do. All you need to do is mix your grain, so your bulgur or your instant brown rice or white rice or couscous with some other stuff. So it can be dried mushrooms, dried onions, seaweed, tuna, chicken, dried fruits or vegetables, nutritional yeast, nuts, seeds, nut butter, powdered milk, coconut milk, or cow's milk. Maybe you like to spice it up with some hot sauce. Any of these things can be mixed in while your grains are rehydrating and you can come up with a really unique and satisfying meal. The number four easy go-to stoveless meal is a pre-made bar. We have lots of recipes in our book, Trail Grazing, and some of those we've shared on thefirst40miles.com. There are also some other pre-made bars that other people make. There's Green Belly, uh, Lara Bars are pretty popular, Power Bars. If you do decide to bring pre-made bars, make sure you give yourself a good selection on the trail. Don't just buy a bunch of the same bar. 
You'll get bar fatigue. Which is all the more reason to go with the trail grazing book, where we have a whole chapter of different bars, so you can get lots of variety. And most of the recipes in trail grazing are small batch bars. So they make about eight bars per batch. You just do it in an eight by eight pan. So you're not going to get bar fatigue from those. That makes just enough so you can try a few before the trail and then eat the rest out on the trail. And the number five easy go-to stoveless meal is ramen noodles. These can actually be soaked in water and eaten or soaked in broth or whatever. But think of it more like a pasta salad. Don't think of it like a soup. So you don't want to soak it in enough water to make it like a soup. That would be gross. You want to put just enough water in with the noodles so that they come back to life again. Then you can mix it with peanut butter, soy sauce, add some rehydrated freeze-dried peas, maybe a little bit of garlic powder or some shaved hard cheese like Asiago or Romano, and you have yourself this really cool pasta dish, this pasta salad. And ramen noodles are really easy and quick to rehydrate, so you're not going to be waiting an hour and a half. So they're a really good option. Usually the packages of ramen noodles are pretty compact as well, so they'll fit in your pack really easily. So hopefully today's top five list has inspired you to consider going stoveless, whether you are a veteran backpacker and you've kind of thought about lightening up your load, or if you're a brand new backpacker and you don't even have a stove yet. This list can help you plan your meals without a stove and seriously lighten up your pack. For today's Summit Gear Review, we'll be reviewing the Lara Bar Fruit and Greens Bar. I was walking through our grocery store and I saw these. They're a mixture of fruits and greens and nuts, which could either be really great or really weird. So I thought we could try this out on the show and just kind of give our play-by-play uh, -play of what these bars are like. They're really interesting. The ones that I got are the pineapple kale cashew. There's a salad in there. And this one is the strawberry spinach cashew. And there are actually four flavors of these fruit and green bars. Our store only carried two. But the other two flavors are mango spinach cashew and blueberry spinach cashew. One of the things I love about Lara bars is they have such a short, easy ingredient list. No surprises, just fruits, and in this case, vegetables and nuts. So for this one, the strawberry spinach cashew, it has apples, apricots, cashews, strawberries, and spinach. And the one that I'm holding has apples, apricots, cashews, pineapple, and kale. That's the entire ingredient list. There is nothing else on the ingredient list. Right, like BHT for freshness or whatever that is. Right, or salt or sugar or anything. That's it. So each bar weighs 35 grams, and each bar is 130 calories. And in a recent episode, we did talk about how to open a granola bar in such a way that you're not making more pieces of trash. So we open these Lara bars with the one-piece trash method. And for investment, Lara bars are typically between $1 and $2 a bar. Frequently, our grocery store has a 10 for 10 sale, which is pretty cool. That's when we usually stock up on Lara bars. And for trial, we're just sitting here with these opened Lara bars in front of our faces. Well, yours is open. I better open mine. Oh. Yeah, and don't make an extra little piece of trash with it. You gotta just do the one, one piece. piece. Trash. Got it. Okay, I've got it open. One piece. Okay, the cool thing that we've noticed so far is that even though it's a fruits and greens bar, they're not green bars. 
Sometimes <laughs> green bars can kind of be a turnoff. So, ready to try? Yeah, I can You're smell the pineapple the... in mine. Okay, and I can smell strawberry. Okay. It's super chewy. Mm-hmm. And not too mushy. It's got some bits in it that actually take some chewing. Yeah. So, a little bit of mouthfeel variety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really sweet. Definitely more fruit than cashew. Now, I can't taste the spinach. Can you taste the kale in yours? Oh, just taste yours. Okay, here we go. I'd have to think about it in order to think kale. Now, yours is the pineapple one. I'm tasting it right now, and it is definitely more chewy. Like, there are chunks and bits in there. Mine was more smooth, but still not very, uh, it wasn't pureed fruit. Right. With the strawberry bar, I'm getting the little tiny strawberry seeds, those little pops of uh, crunchy stuff. Yeah, there's certainly not an overwhelming spinach or kale flavor to either of these. Yeah, and they are the last ingredient in these bars, which leads me to believe that the greens part of the bar is actually maybe more of a marketing thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, that halo effect where it says it has a healthy ingredient, but it maybe doesn't have the impact of eating that healthy ingredient on its own. But still, the Lara bars are pretty clean eating type foods. The texture is great. The flavor is great. And this is something that I would love to bring on a backpacking trip. Me too. All right. Well, it's a winner. For today's backpack hack of the week, the Talenti jar. For some reason, the Talenti ice cream jar has made its way into the hearts of every <laughs> ultralight backpacker. There are quite a few ultralight backpackers that have chosen to use this little ice cream jar. and They use it for rehydrating their meals. It's just a classy looking, good sized squatty jar with a tight lid. Talenti ice cream jars come with free ice cream. It's about $5 <laughs> for the pint. For the jar. Right, but you for get the jar. Free ice cream. <laughs> exactly, which is really cool. They're clear. They really are just nice looking jars. They're pretty. They're you, pretty. You could just as well use a peanut butter jar. But I think a couple of advantages of the Talenti jars are that they're a little bit shorter, so your spoon is going to reach to the bottom, and the lid is fully the diameter of the jar. Whereas with a peanut butter jar, the jar narrows a little bit at the top for the lid. It's really nice to have that completely, you know, full large opening to the jar. It just makes it easier to use. And yeah, it somehow looks classier. Maybe it's because they print on the label rather uh -huh. than uh, being like a, a, a wrapper that's put on. So it just looks cool. So Talenti ice cream jars, they're the perfect container for soaking your stoveless meals. And we'll leave you today with a little trail wisdom from our good friend on the trail, William Blake. He was an English poet. He said, Great things are done when men and mountains meet. This is not done by jostling in the street. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. You can order our most recent children's book, Backpacker ABCs, on Amazon or iTunes. We'll see you next time on The First 40 Miles.
Bar burnout. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I didn't know good things came out of Minneapolis. <laughs> um, the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Oh. Opening credits. That was a long time that ago, was though. A, that was a long... They need to step up their game in Minneapolis. Okay, so wait, what are we doing? The airplane's gone. I think you were going to look at nutrition oh, facts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay.